Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? Our last podcast was about spending time with our kids the difference between quality and quantity of time, and about how if we are not in the best mood, we can possibly pass that along to our children. So we do want to make sure that we're focused on spending quality time when we are stress-free. Haha, as a parent, when does that happen? (laughs) We also talked about some statistics in relation to that. And I thought today then would be a good follow-up to talk about the communication process. Because if we're going to be spending this quality time with our kids, we need to know how to communicate with them. And also I mentioned the last podcast about a relationship being like a fire and that we constantly need to tend to it and have certain ingredients in order for our relationships to grow just like a fire. And part of the key ingredients is going to be communication. And I thought in discussing communication, I'm just going to break it down actually to what I used to teach when I taught high school and I taught the communication process to kids. So it might seem a little bit dry in terms of the language, but then I'll give you some examples as we go through it. So let's break down the communication process into simple terms. Sender, language, method, receiver, decoding, and feedback. Okay, so those are the terms and I'll go through that. So a sender is somebody who sends the message. They're going to send it through a particular language and they're going to send it to a particular target. So right now I am the sender. I'm sending you guys a message. The language that I'm using is English and I'm using the means of a podcast to do that. And my target is parents that would like to be more conscientious, conscientious, sorry, (laughs) parents. Okay, so that's an example of what the sender is. The different means that I could communicate this message are through a book, which I am writing one. Uh, It's actually finished and just almost in the pre-launch stage. Super exciting. The other ways is through um, video transmission. So I could be doing a webinar series or a video series to give you the same information. This is an audio transmission. Electronic transmission could be me sending you links or, um, yeah, actually no links, to webinars, to the blogs, that sort of thing. If you might get other messages through electronic means, maybe through text messages or faxes. And then there's nonverbal communication that also accompanies a message, and that's body language, and um, or otherwise known as body language. Now, in this case, when you're listening to the podcast, you aren't able to see my 
body language in terms of my hands and stuff, which are actually quite active when I'm speaking. However, you do get my tone. And so tone is part of that uh, message that we're sending. And then volume, volume we can't forget, can also help deliver a message. So those are the different means. So a sender decides, I want to send my message. And then they send it, and again, they can send it through all those different means that I just talked about. As a parent, how do you send your communication? I'm going to guess you talk to your child one-on-one, and I'm going to guess that perhaps you might text or email or phone your child, depending on where they are, and perhaps you might leave them a written note. So those are all the different ways that you could be communicating as the sender, and those are the means. The target then is the receiver of the message. So as I mentioned, you're my target audience if you're a parent and you'd like to be more conscious. And actually, most people could listen to these podcasts and just actually ask themselves the questions as opposed to asking the questions for their kids. But my main target audience is parents who would like to be more consciously raising their kids. So who is the target when you're speaking to your kids? It would be your kids. The target, uh, as I mentioned then, receives the message. Now, what we need to be clear about is, is the target receiving the message that you've wanted to send them? And we'll go through some examples so we can be a little bit more clear. So that means that the target then has to decode the message that they're getting. And then they have to send feedback to the sender in order for the sender to know, was my message received the way I intended it to be? Okay, so a sender sends a message in all the different ways we talked about, using all the different ways that we talked about, the target receives it. Then in order for the sender to effectively know that the target received it, we need the target to then respond to us. So for instance, in my podcast, when I say, hey, send me an email or follow me on Facebook, and then you can dialogue with me about something that I've said or ask a question or say you're awesome, or the people that have been doing the five-star reviews, thank you. And that gives me an idea to know that my message is being received. So where can communication break down? If it's really just supposed to be that simple, sender, sends message, target, receives message, and sends feedback. Sender responds. Well, here are some examples. What if the sender is sending a message in a language that the target doesn't understand? Think about this from your child's perspective. How often do they come home and say, I didn't understand the math lesson, or I don't know what I'm supposed to do for this assignment? So the teacher could be speaking in a language that they don't understand. That could be very easy to recognize in things like math, because there is language that has certain meanings to it, and you need to understand it. Same within the writing process, you know, noun, verb, adjective. There's a whole language that goes into each subject area. So you can understand that if your child is saying that, it could be simply a term. They don't understand a certain term or they don't understand the way the teacher is delivering it. So that could be perceived as the language or the method that the teacher is sending the information in your child is not understanding. 
So that's important to know. Uh, solution for that, because I'm all about solutions, is simply going through the work to see. You can underline, highlight the different words that the child might not understand, communicating back with the teacher, right? So the teacher's teaching, the child is the target, the child's not understanding, they need to say that information back to the teacher. And what can tend to happen is that a teacher may explain it the same way so it's the same language again and this is where as a tutoring agency we work with kids to give them different language different ways to ask the questions to the teachers so that the teacher understands how to explain it differently so the, the second time they're explaining it isn't sending the exact same message because that's very frustrating to a target right so that gives you one example of language if the teacher is using a language that the student doesn't understand and I'm sure you could probably think of some different ways that that may happen at home in terms of can you go and wash the car well, can you go and wash the car to me might mean something completely different than can you go and wash the car to my child? Because to wash the car to me might mean can you vacuum it? Can you detail the inside with the cloth, like by wiping it down? Can you wash the outside? Then can you dry the outside? Can you wax the outside? Can you do the windows? Etc. Etc. So again, something like can you wash the car, unless you've checked that the target understands there could be a language or a miscommunication. So in terms of the teacher, having a teacher conference would be perfect if there's a continued problem with understanding of homework or understanding of work. There could be building your child's confidence up so that they know that they can question the teacher in terms of understanding. And also it's great for a teacher to check in to see if there's understanding, but since that doesn't always happen, we have to give our child those tools. Okay, another scenario. What if the sender sends the message to the target, but that message function isn't working properly? So I'm not sure if you've ever been in this scenario where your friend or your child has texted you and is a little bit strange the next time they see you because they you haven't responded to their text or you get multiple texts or a phone call or an email. <laughs> All the different ways we commu com can communicate Sorry, and really in actual fact, the first message hasn't went through. So if that's the case, then you need to double check, right? If you've sent a message to somebody and they haven't responded, now, this day and age, we typically expect that somebody's just going to respond to a text right away, but we have to be cognizant and aware that that may not happen. So if we assume that we've sent it and they're not responding, we may take a certain tone. But really, in actual fact, we just actually need to check in. Check in and see if they've got it, right? So you have to check your means, that your means is working. Just like if I was going to be delivering a webinar to you guys and I'm sending a link and I want you guys to join me on the webinar and you've paid for it. And so you guys go to the link, the link doesn't work. You're gonna be kind of upset because you've paid for something and the link's not working. So sometimes the means of which you're sending the message could be lost. So what happens in those cases, you need to check in, right? So if I'm running a webinar and I realize that nobody's on it, I'm gonna to wanna to make sure that the link I sent is right. If there's just a couple people that haven't been on it or weren't on it, again, I still wanna check with them. What happened? Where are you there? 
So think about that in terms of your kids. If you're sending them a message of some sort, you just want to want to check in with them. Did they actually get it before kind of busting out the attitude? <laughs> and I would say to extend that to your relationships as well. The other thing that could go wrong or some other things that could go wrong is what if the sender sends a message and it goes to the wrong target? So I'm not sure if you've ever left a message for somebody in your house like a note and maybe the wrong person gets it or your kids are all hopping out of the car at the same time and you're like, okay, don't forget we have this appointment after school and you know I need you to be home right after school and right after school comes and you're waiting for them and they're not there and you don't understand why they're not there and it, you were ter- talks turns out sorry it turns out that you were talking to one of your kids and that kid didn't know that the message was actually directed right at them. Now think about that in terms of a teacher in a classroom saying either a general message or sometimes a specific message and kids don't necessarily pick it up. Sometimes you're rushing out, as I mentioned, going out of the car in the morning or just leaving the house in the morning. So you really have to make sure that the receiver is the right receiver of the message or the target is the right receiver of the message. Now, what can often happen in those situations when either somebody doesn't get the message or the wrong person gets the wrong person gets the message is that we, the person who's sending the message, can get really upset. And sometimes we create a whole story. Oh, my child, they never listen. <laughs> They're just not coming home for this appointment because they don't want to go to it. We could create a story. Or you've sent a text to them and they're not answering you. Oh, my child, if it was my a friend, <laughs> they would be answering the text and they're just not answering it because I'm their parent. Anyways, the moral of that story is don't believe everything you think because you create a story in your head and it may or may not be true. So again, don't believe everything you think. What if the receiver gets the message and they decode it wrong? So on a Monday, the teacher suggests that homework is due the next day, but Tuesday, the class has a field trip. So the majority of students think that the teacher means the test, or sorry, the work was due on the Wednesday because they were thinking, well, why would I hand in work on a Tuesday when we have a field trip? So they don't complete their work for Tuesday. So what could happen in that case is the teacher could say just before the field trip, okay, I'm collecting everybody's work. And students would be like, what? We know we didn't understand that that's what you meant. But that doesn't necessarily happen, that piece of the conversation. Sometimes the teacher's just like, oh, you didn't hand in your work. You know, you get an X or you get the minus off or there isn't really that dialogue. Where does that happen in your home? Where you've sent a message to your kids, you are um, upset that seemingly they didn't get it properly and so instead of going well okay this was a miscommunication and how do we communicate differently moving forward there is an upset factor created and then that breaks down the communication because people are upset instead of just figuring out where the miscommunication came from. And the reason why you want to figure out where the miscommunication came from is because you can solve it for the following time. So for instance, that parent who's dropping all her kids off and says you have an appointment after school, really easy to just say the child's name. Okay, Doug, you have an appointment after school today. Don't forget, get some eye contact, make sure they acknowledge, Doug says yes. You know, you might even repeat, what time do you have to be home? What appointment for? And so there's, there's a dialogue, it's set into that person's brain. Now I know as parents, we're rushed and there's always so much going on, but there's key pieces, key things you can do. 
You can use your child's agenda as a communication tool for the teacher and or for your child and yourself. You can leave notes. Um, we've had morning routine and before my children were able to really get it so that I didn't have to go through it over and over again and say it every morning, sticker on the back of the door. Um, well, not a sticker, a big piece of paper. And my one son had it all in pictures from the time he had to leave the out the door to the time he had to get up in the morning and everything that had to be done and so all I needed to say was door to remind him of the things. Uh, my other son didn't really need that so he didn't have pictures on the back of his door. He just had a list of things and he could just sort of walk by it on his way out the door. So it depends on everybody's uh, preference as to what they need but you need to make sure you're communicating in multiple ways and checking for that understanding. So what we can see from the examples I've given is if we don't provide feedback to the person that's sending the message, the message can be lost. And also if we don't allow the feedback to be had, the message can be lost. And also if we don't take time to examine how the message broke down, then stories can be created and things like anger and conflict can arise, although not bad, why does it need to happen when communication is actually that simple? Sender sends message, target receives it. There's a whole bunch of other things that can go on in terms of language. There's very interesting studies that will show that the message is communicated more through verbal actions, sorry, more through the nonverbal actions than through verbal. So more how you say things and the way that your body is when you say it creates more of the message than the actual words. And so you want to really make sure when you are communicating then, if it's something important, if it's something that you want to be responded to, you have a more open stance, right? You're not arms crossed, you're not um, frowned on your face, you want to make sure your tone is pleasant. I always suggest to teachers that are teaching and they're like, oh, I have a really hard time controlling my class. I just have to get louder and louder with my voice. Well, if you get louder and louder, they're just going to get louder and louder. My strategy, whisper. If you whisper to kids, then all of a sudden, to pay attention, they're going to have to be quiet. So sometimes, you know, you need to think sort of outside the box in terms of what you want to do to get your message received. So again, remember, communication process, pretty simple. Sender sends a message, the target receives the message. We need to get some feedback from the target so that we know that the message is sent. That's actually how simple communication is. I invite you to explain this process to your kids and go back and forth. Even do some role playing with what that looks like in terms of sender, sending message, target. Do some different ways that a target uh, can receive a message. Do some different ways a sender can send a message and play with it and have fun. One last story to share with you before I go. When I was doing my social work, um, hmm, probably my first or second job, I think my second job in social work, and I was running a group for kids that were needing to have uh, some counseling around their drug addiction, um, whether it was in the past or in the present, and it was mandated. So they had to come see me. It was part of their jail uh, terms. And so I was having to write a report for them for their parole officers in order to see if they were going to successfully make the program and if they were you know it's contingent upon them 
I guess, if you will, graduating, but leaving my program and then seeing what their next step would be. So in running this group, I had one child that would constantly have their arms crossed and didn't participate at all. I did give people leeways and options. You can either participate verbally in the group or you needed to write a journal that needed to be shared with me so that I did know that the person was getting something out of it. Well, I never saw this person with a journal and they always had their arms crossed and they didn't communicate. So I would do check-ins every couple of weeks, uh, one-on-one with the kids in the group. And so the one time I pulled the child in and I said, you know, I have to make this report and from what I'm seeing, I don't know what you're getting out of it. Well, the next time he came, he brought his report, uh, sorry, he brought his journal. And it was just amazing what he was getting out of it. So if I hadn't sent him a message and then checked in with him, I wouldn't have known. And I could have severely affected his life in a not so positive way if I had written a report about him without checking. So how often do you in life make judgments on people based on certain responses or lack of responses or body language or whatever and not having checked in with them on that? So I'm just going to leave you with that story to think about. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.